Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome to the I Believe Podcast with the Believe Indeed. And uh, I Believe Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast that delivers amazing breakthroughs, comparing stories from great thought thinkers to awaken the listeners to their best selves. And uh, the podcast is dedicated to deliver engaging conversations to steer your faith, to share hope, and to inspire you to infinite possibilities. And here are my personal selection of interviews with thought leaders, spiritual luminaries, as well as health and wellness experts all designed to inspire, to light you up and to model a believing culture and to inspire the listeners to believe better of themselves. So each week, enjoy my nourishing conversations on this podcast. So subscribe to the I Believe podcast on Apple Podcast, read the episodes and leave a review. God bless you. sit in your class and have a conversation with you i'll just uh draw this back to i can't exactly remember the year but uh the first encounter i had with you that was at the time that this uh podcast wasn't yet uh in manifestation but it was an idea in the pipeline and at the back of my mind i was i was like the world gotta hear uh this this wisdom you know and eventually sitting here and have a conversation with you is a real moment for me because i know what we are going to talk about in on on this episode is definitely going to be very restorative to the listeners and it's going to be liberating in a way so it's such a great honor to have you on the i believe podcast not deny the fact of what is prevailing right now on the ground um how that we've been uh, all affected by covid 19 and it's not it's, it hasn't been selective uh, to the point that there's a class of people that have been affected but it's almost everybody that uh, has been affected uh, the way community is uh, wasn't the way it was the way church was isn't the way it is uh, we are now have to see the meter apart and all that stuff but the big question is what then should be uh, our position our response as as a believers community uh, as a Christian community what should be our position in this time that we are living in Devastating um, impact going to be. Mm. 
So I think that uh, this has really just made it so challenging even for the strongest of um, the world systems mm -hmm. have uh, mm -hmm. shuddered right. and they've also struggled mm. uh, Absolutely. with it. Absolutely. So right now, even when you talk to medical people, they, they tell you they still don't know what has hit them. They still don't understand mm. this COVID thing mm. because it has also taken them by surprise. Mm. So this is where we are. So as Christians, okay. then we only have one place to go to mm. and, uh, and to remain. Mm. And this is in him that we believe right. because of uh, the promises from him uh, that are forever true. Um, and his um, invitation to go to him, um, all that labor, uh, heavy laden, and with all kinds of uh, situations, and he is able to give rest. And for me, in the days that have just gone, and in the midst of my experiences yes, up close yes, in my own family yes, and uh, among friends mm. um, and uh, just listening to the news mm. has been going back to the scriptures, going back to the word. And I have found uh, great consolation by taking a fresh study of the book of Psalms. Wow. And I have found it way, 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 so consoling uh, for me and being able to use it to share with others as my only way of giving encouragement um, in these very difficult days. And for this discussion, one of those that I find very um, uplifting and I could share today is Psalm 91. And Psalm 91 is an interesting one yes, because it talks about God's protection right. and that's the theme that it brings to us. Mm. Um, we are very vulnerable mm. but yet God does offer complete security wow. and protection mm. to any person mm. but not any person. Um, the, the psalm tells us right at the very beginning uh, that he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty, meaning that those who dwell in him, um, those who have put trust in him, um, those that have an intimate walk and have faith, then his protection is going to bear fruit um, in, in their lives. And, and I think that uh, uh, with the context already before us, uh, the reason why uh, this particular psalm can be relevant and also many other scriptures that have been used in these days is that God promises protection uh, because this world is tough. Right, right. Um, this world has so many difficulties. Um, we have faced many, many dangers. Um, and, uh, you know, to include everything that I am uh, including into the encounters that our lives uh, get into, um, we, we, we see so many of these even as they are being described um, in the in 
the sum which I will bring out and we can be able to look at. But some of the difficulties that individuals have in this world is you have those that encounter rejection, joblessness, and COVID has brought that about. Um, There are many, many individuals whose businesses have gone under, others that have been laid off, and they they are not able to, those that are continuing are not able to yield as much as they have done in times past. So that is a capsule. Uh, and that leads into poverty, um, issues of hunger, um, then of course disease. Um, and of course the whole thing is a disaster to our world. Right, right. It's a disaster. And that, you know, just reminds me of um, uh, the the random um, events. Um, I mean, they are really not random, but the events that have been um, laid out in in this book. And here in verse three, he just says, "Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you." with his feathers Mm. and under his wings you will find refuge Mm. in his faithfulness will be your shield and rapid you will not fear then he goes the terror of the night Mm. nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness nor the plagues that destroys at midday then in verse 7 a thousand may fall at your side Mm. ten thousand at your right hand Mm. but it will not come near you Mm. you will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked Mm. and so based on that uh, plagues pestilence night terrors Every one of these things can even be seen to have uh, supernatural origins. And there is a veil behind all these things that are going on. And uh, they, they are actually invoking so much fear. But I would like to say even from this very moment that God will protect us. And his power is far greater. And, and so even in the midst of disasters... Um, we can be able to walk into these disastrous situations and live into these days because his word is sure. He will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence regardless. And you don't see where danger is crouching in these days. But at the back of my mind as a Christian, I know God will save me from the fowler snare and from the deadly pestilence. Then in verse 13, you will tread upon the lion and the cobra and you will trample the great lion and the serpent. And so what is God saying? Um, This is a picture that the psalmist has in mind and he's talking about the wings of God, the great wings of God, when he says, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. God will be your shelter in the storm. He will be your refuge. He will be your fortress in the face of enemy attack. 
he will be there for you right. and he will take you under his wings and he will be your faithful protection right. Dr. Zul I uh, just want to pitch in on that um, I know a lot of people like you've mentioned and emphasized how that uh, the community is living in absolute fear uh, there is this uncertainty if uh, yeah, one of your beloveds uh, gets admitted at, uh, in, in the hospital or something you're not so sure whether they're even going to come back so there's this fear that is surrounding the community there is this fear that is surrounding even uh, the body of Christ so uh, what how, how, how should the church uh, respond to that how should the church be uh, how can the church respond to this uh, moment of fear I, I would want to regard it like what exactly is the responsibility of the church in helping uh, this uh, society that is afraid of tomorrow afraid of the next minute based on our faith Paul writes to the Romans in chapter 8 and verse 28 and he says we know that in all these things God works for for the good of those who love him and who are called who have been called according to his will according to his purpose mm. so whatever comes our way mm. um, whatever uh, we encounter whether it is tribulation whether it is distress death persecution mm. um, just go on reading beyond there when you pick uh, verse 38 and 39 of this very chapter that Paul wrote to the church at Rome he says I am convinced I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So God works it out in such a way that this is for our ultimate good. We can't see that when we're in the midst of it, but that's exactly what God is doing. And um, I am resolved as well that... Um, nothing can ever separate me from the love of God and this is my encouragement to everybody nothing can separate you from God's love and nothing whatever dimension of that particular calamity might be it does not have neither does it possess the ability to separate us from God's love I think that uh, we have been scared and shaken in these days and uh, we have been thrown here there we have been roughed up because we just can't uh, take hold and control uh, the situation and many of us are emotionally bruised um, many of us are feeling sore and tired and we, we are wondering for how long will this be for how long shall this continue um, and we, we hear all these things oh the third wave is coming and it is here oh just watch the fourth wave is coming so that scares that leaves people in this world shaken 
But one thing we need to remember based on the scriptures is that we are eternally safe and we are eternally loved and all because we are under his wings. We are under his wings and those great wings of our God never fold up. They continue to cover and they have never collapsed. They they do have that (laughs) eternal efficacy in them and they have never deserted us. And and so it shall be. So they are always there Mm. like a canopy overhead. So I would like to just encourage us to think about uh, what God is able to do and how he is able to pick us up in the midst of all this. So we need security. And uh, like the chicks and people everywhere, we all need to be sheltered, to be protected, to be covered. And that sense of security is indeed and ought to be there. But let me quickly say this. God is not like a man because uh, in our humanity, we have had many, many other experiences, even with people that we have trusted. We have been betrayed. Um, Our bodies don't hold. We are even betrayed by our own body. Um, If we don't get sick, we will get old and we will not be able to continue to do the same things that we do all the time. So even your own body will betray you when you can't run, when you can't bend, you can't do all those things. So that time will come and all you have is to lean upon the Lord. So we will and we continue to experience all these disappointments and uh, we 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 have conflict with loved ones our bodies are vulnerable we get malaria we get cancer um, we also um, are disappointed there are issues of violence and our bodies get destroyed there is all kinds of unrest that we get into and there are also others that tend to the places that they shouldn't be tending for security. Others tend to alcohol, others tend to drugs. Um, And I can go on mentioning the different and the negative um, ways in which people try to put a shield um, around themselves. Um, But the, the scripture is telling us, do not fear the terror of night not even the arrow that flies by day. So, um, you know, the truth of these words is that the night is a scaring possibility. Even when I used to be young, I used to be very scared. That is not anymore. But I still don't go out in the night unnecessarily. I try to retreat back to relative security that is back to the cover of my home. But you listen outside, you hear screams, you hear gunshots. You, it's not safe in the dark. And after all, most terrors take place in the night. And when we look around our country, uh, Zambia today, we, we can see that uh, there is need for security. I mean, uh, 
the security industry is booming. Absolutely. It's booming. Absolutely. And it's, I could safely say it's one of the fastest growing. Um, so whether it's in, in the workplaces, in homes, um, people have even gone way beyond as far as technology in trying to secure themselves. They've put cameras, they've put sensors, all kinds of locks that just make it difficult for anybody to come to them in the midst of um, danger. So what I'm saying is that uh, we are looking for security and we are looking for protection and so the psalmist is speaking a word of comfort and uh, it is one of the great and wondrous themes in the bible that we can be able to tend to god is our refuge and fortress and he is that because he is our shelter he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge I believe that uh, the psalmist had the ego in mind. I also believe that uh, he knew the dangers that were lurking, um, that um, actually caused him to be vulnerable um, in his own life journey. Um, he faced lots of danger. Um, when the psalmist faced danger, I think he turned to the Lord and uh, he is able now to compare the Lord to the ego. And uh, the ego is resolute in protecting uh, its young. So we can be able to go and memorize and think about these scriptures that we have today when we think about God as our shelter and we think about him as our defender, him who guards us, protects us, keeping us safe from all kinds of troubles uh, that will come our way. Just think about some of these that we have already read that will be able to resonate with your condition today and they may be able to just encourage you. Um, I'll, I'll say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Then he goes on in the fourth verse, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge indeed. Verse 7, a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will never come near you. And finally, he speaks these words. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord, who is my refuge, then he completes. Then no harm will befall you, no disaster will come near your tent. What encouraging words to that person who is fighting life battles. Absolutely. So you may just be one of those who is confronted by issues of life and you have come to your end and you really don't know what to do, how to move forward. But yet the thing that you can do is to trust the Lord. And in this sense, 
the psalmist is encouraging us to have childlike faith because if we were to trust the Lord like little children then we would not have burdens you know when I was growing up one of the things that I knew I slept well when my when my father was in the house when my parents were there I slept well because I felt secure and I didn't have to worry about tomorrow I didn't have to worry about anything in life because they took care of that so children never spend time wondering about bills children never spend time wondering where life is going to lead them right but they they are able to simply lean back and they allow their parents to to do what they can they just drift off and do as much as they can and uh, as far as they are concerned parents guard the fort parents watch over them and uh, parents will protect them so i am saying to all of us under the wings of god we can be safe and we are safe and secure like little children want to be and they need to be of course that is not really true because in the times that we are living there are children out in the streets out in trenches and places like that and uh, that is not the ideal but when i come to you then do you believe this picture do you believe this word are you able to commit this and make it a reality for yourself he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge now i wonder i wonder if we can really take god at his word i wonder if we can really trust what he has said how secure we are under his wings i wonder if we are able to step right in and remain in the place where we are protected and uh, not really fret or do anything that will take us away now is it possible that any of the people that have been in trouble and some that have moved on from this life is it possible that they were under the wings of god and they died with covid even if somebody is a christian under the wings of god and they have fallen on account of disease on account of any kind of calamity so what does some 91 mean to us what exactly is god promising then to us surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence you will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness nor the plagues that destroy at midday are we to take that 
promise literally. That's how some people may interpret this particular psalm. They say, I don't have to fear the deadly pestilence when my son's temperature rises. And so they, they take it literally. They may have malaria and they will tell you, I refuse malaria. And they take things literally like that. Um, and we hear uh, many, many things that people do that may not really be realities of uh, the truth of God's word. So if we can't take Psalm 91 literally, then something is seriously wrong and flawed with our faith. Is that how we will go? I don't think so. He says he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. I think you all realize that faith in the sheltering wings of God does not remove the need for precaution from any one of us. And we can't expect mercies of God if we miss to do just a little rules or take the rules of this world. Now, we can't expect a long life if we abuse our bodies, no exercise, little sleep or too much food. We can't expect to avoid certain diseases if we ourselves abuse. Maybe we smoke, maybe we drink, we do all those kind of things. And I can go on giving examples uh, regarding this very idea. Um, so what is it then that this is teaching us today? I would like for you, as I repeat over and over, the, the, the fourth verse. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. And this brings us back to that very question of protection. Do we get under his wings? How can we get under his wings? If God does not promise protection, what does he promise us then? I think we all realize that faith in the sheltering wings of God does not remove physical danger either. It does not even take away uh, COVID. The sheltering wings of God does not keep Christians from being terribly hurt in the midst of these days. And I'll say there have been some wonderful, wonderful um, Christians who have fallen as a result of COVID. And we may question, where has God's security been? So all I am saying, the sheltering wings of God does not keep Christians from being maimed by such diseases and outbreaks. The sheltering wings of God does not keep Christians from being robbed. And we know many Christians have been attacked, they've been robbed, and the sheltering wings of God does not keep a Christian from getting cancer or any other disease. But yet his word remains. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. 
and that is something that we all need to remember even today so I come to you and just say eternal security is in our Lord because it's only him who is able to cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. So what do those sheltering wings of God do? How does God help you? How does God help me um, in my difficulties? If you are listening, uh, maybe you're going through difficulties. How do the promises of God become a reality to you? Remember his promises. I will rescue you. I will protect you. I will answer you. I will be with you in trouble. I will deliver you. I will honor you. And then he even goes on to say, I will satisfy you with long life. Then he concludes, I will show you my salvation. So the message of Psalm 91 is clear. No final or ultimate evil shall befall anybody, any Christian, when we are under his wings we will be secure and many times we talk about bad things happening to good people and we have lost many loved ones and we have struggled with those and so in the midst of all those there is a message for everybody regardless of where we are and regardless of who we are he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge and so this is what the message of Psalm 91 is all about and I have already talked about Paul when he really brings it out and he says uh, and we know that uh, all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his will and purpose so we may be in a situation in which we have been scared, we have been shaken, we may be in a situation in which we are feeling bruised and we are wondering how much more can we endure and yet we don't know what the future is but we can be secure and I want to encourage you to remain in the place where the grace of God will be effective for you and that is under his wings and uh, there is a canopy in which you will be secure even when you are weak and even when you're going through great 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 trouble his grace shall be sufficient for you so let me wrap this up in a way in which I will say that uh, these days have simply reminded us one thing we are not safe in our bodies we are not safe even as we remain in this world I am not safe even in my own home I am not even safe in church but the only place where I am safe is 
under his wings. God promises safety. He promises you love, for God so loved the world. He gave his one and only son. Whosoever believes should not perish, but have everlasting life. There is eternal security. Whether we live in this world and we move on beyond this world, we have eternal safety. And God speaks to you and he speaks to me. And the word is very clear. If you dwell in that secret place where he is under his wings, it is because he loves you and you can love him in return based on his son's work, Jesus Christ. And God will be faithful to you because you are his beloved one. And God will protect you and God will secure you and you will have this intimate relationship forever and ever. And so it shall be. So I want to encourage you then to look at this whole uh, development and the days we are living that you can trust the Lord and God will watch over you. He will protect you and he will keep you secure. If you have never trusted Jesus Christ, this is the season when you can do so and you can place your faith in him. Maybe as a Christian, you have really never taken him at his word. You too have an opportunity to take steps back and get to the place where you walked away from relative security and that is the place where he will secure you under his wings. Great. Awesome. So we are at a time that we feel COVID-19 is here to stay. Uh, that's why we are seeing all these uh, changes that now seem to be permanent changes. And for the very fact that we we are working with the idea that uh, this is here to stay, it has come with the battle between hope and fear. So how do we then wage war? in this battle between hope and fear if then we are still going to become the people that God has intended us for us to be because then I know fear has a way of making you stay away from your promised land uh, from your truth and from your pl- uh, place of purpose and a uh, place of fulfillment so how do we prepare people to then fight this battle between hope and fear one of the things that I believe we will have to do to to be wise and do the things that we need to do uh, as far as the protocols of COVID we we need to practice each and every one of those um, um, and then we will be secure uh, physically we can protect ourselves we can protect our loved ones and we can help other people to understand that they don't have to take liberties um, and they don't have to make foolish decisions and unnecessarily um, endanger um, their children if they are parents um, and if they are leaders they they can say things that people can trust and believe in they 
you can take them at their word um, and not then protect themselves in a practical way um, in which you can be safe from COVID if you were to practice those things um, as far as you can go. But the, the most important one is to have this uh, internal security in trusting the Lord Jesus Christ and knowing that uh, we are reminded we are not in this world to stay for eternal. We are just passing through. So we must prepare for the final destiny and the only way we can get to the final destiny is by being in the wing under his wings and to be secure because there nothing will destroy us and our bodies may be destroyed but we will be safe. Amazing. Uh, Dr. Zula, I love what you say that faith should not remove the need for us to take precautions. That was a very profound statement. And my immediate question is what then should be the role of the church in emphasizing this point? Because right now I actually feel there is need for us to emphasize the point that faith should not should not uh, shouldn't be removed uh, in the need for us to do to take precautions. So how can then the church emphasize this this need? Because I want to believe the church has to take a leading role in combating this 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 uh, epidemic. You know, these days we cannot do ministry and we cannot do um, even the caring of our church members as we have done before. It's, it's a different day. So one of the ways that we know we must do is to encourage our people to understand the, the, the reality of COVID. Um, whether they are in church or they are away from church. And you know, right now, churches in Zambia have been restricted to only two hours a week, which means that they can only we can only have two hours of meeting together, one hour at a time. And so that really changes the whole dynamic. Um, other physical contact uh, ministries are almost non-existent. Um, unless somebody is going through a crisis, we are able to make an effort to see them or do something about that. However, however, the church should should never stop preaching the gospel. The church should not stop to pray. The church should not stop to give a message of encouragement to those who are going through difficult times. And the church must continue to have its voice heard so that everybody realizes the truth and the reality of the word of God because everything that we go through and everything that we are experiencing is not coming like an accident to the Lord. It's not something that suddenly takes him by accident. It's something that he, because he's all-knowing and because God is all-knowing, things happen and so there may be people who might be asking where is God where is God um, but yet um, he cares Dr. Zulu I want you to finish these sentences the world needs to hear the gospel message 
because they need Christ. I believe in Jesus Christ, who is the living God. Love is giving myself for the sake of other people. I want my legacy to be a man that loved Christ and saved him with all his life. Great. Dr. Zulu, such a great honor to have had you on the podcast. Uh, I bet my bottom daughter, everybody that is eventually going to listen to this episode will find this restorative uh, and uh, so healing. So grateful for having had you on this podcast. Thank you. 